the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. If you missed the opening of the show today, uh, you missed the fact that Tim Ryan, the uh, two-faced, lying Democratic candidate for Senate, uh, has been outed. Uh, He has been banging on J.D. Vance, the Republican candidate, for having a nonprofit that Tim Ryan's TV commercials say did nothing for the opioid crisis. Uh, What Tim Ryan did not tell you in those commercials is that he's been taking campaign contributions from the three biggest drug distribution companies in the country that paid a $21 billion settlement for their own culpability in the opioid crisis. Uh, One of those three is Cardinal Health right here in Columbus. And so Tim Ryan, who he has no problem raising money, and he has no problem spending your money in Congress, uh, he has been, I know, lying to you in his TV commercials. If you say, well, you know, I mean, maybe Cardinal Health gave Tim Ryan money, but how much did they give J.D. Vance, huh? How much? Uh, zero. They gave J.D. Vance zero. J.D. Vance has not taken money from PACs. Tim Ryan raising millions and millions and millions, $17 million for his Ohio Senate race, $50 million in his political career that's the guy who wants you to vote for him and that's the guy by the way who is always tweeting about what needing more money needing more money from you to run for senate like every day ryan is tweeting you know we're behind it's close donald trump jr's coming into town i could win if you'd give me 10 15 25 dollars the guy's a beggar a beggar and a liar you want to vote for a beggar and a liar go ahead go ahead uh, we already have a liar in the Oval Office. Gas prices around Columbus getting close to $4 a gallon. In spite, in spite of all the hard work, the unrelenting work our president is doing to lower gas prices. Just listen to him. I'm doing all I can to increase the supply for the United States of America, which I expect to happen. I'm using every lever available to me to bring down prices for the American people. I have a plan to bring down the cost gas and food. I'm doing everything in my power to blunt Putin's price hike and bring down the cost of gas and food. I led the world to coordinate the largest release of the global oil reserves in history. Wah, 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 wah. You know, he's, isn't he indicting ah. himself right there? He's doing everything he can and nothing's working. Gosh. I mean, that's a that's kind of a, a self-own, I think. Uh, gas prices are going up, of course, because multiple reasons. We have had a fire at a refinery in Toledo that's cut into refining oil into gas. We have OPEC cutting back on its production and its, you know, uh, exporting of oil. And, oh yeah, we shut down our own (laughs) domestic oil production. Oil production is a speculative business, okay? It takes a lot of money and... 
the payoff is not a sure thing. You can do all the geological, geological studies you want, but you don't really know whether you're going to get out of the ground what you think you're going to get out of the ground until you actually commit the money to get deep down into the earth and drill. Now, oil companies, of course, have money they invest in that, but they also attract investors from outside their companies. And some of those investors who would have the money to foot the bill for something like that are the nation's biggest banks. I'm going to bring back a piece of audio from last month. Remember this interchange on Capitol Hill between green energy enthusiast and squad member Rashida Tlaib and uh, Jamie Dimon? head of one of the nation's biggest banks. You have all committed, as you all know, uh, to transition the emissions from lending and investment activities to align with pathways to net zero in 2050. So no new fossil fuel production starting today. That's So that's like zero. So I would like to ask all of you and go down the list, because again, you all have agreed to doing this. Please answer with a simple yes or no. Does your bank have a policy against funding new oil and gas products? Mr. Diamond. Absolutely not, and that would be the road to hell for America. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, sir. You know what? Everybody that got... Oh, I love it. I love it. Jamie Dimon, the head of Chase, says, no, we're not going to refuse to invest in fossil fuel exploration. That would be the road to hell in America. It'd be the road to, like, what, $10 a gallon gas? Now, the Dems, they actually secretly like this. Higher gas prices, if only not for the bothersome political fallout that could cost them their elected office. Because, you know, they would love for us to convert to solar cars and wind-driven cars and battery-operated cars and all these other things. But there's a little thing out there called supply and demand. And when OPEC cuts the supply... Well, it's going to manifest itself in higher prices. Here's Maria Bartiromo explaining the most elemental concepts of economics. Hopefully the Biden administration is listening. Supply and demand tells you that simple uh, economics is going to push prices higher. And I think what's really interesting about this is they were not expecting this. They were not expecting that the, that the OPEC group would actually say, yeah, we're going to cut back two million a day. It's three months after the president went to Saudi Arabia to try to convince the Saudis not to uh, uh, cut back on, on output. But look, these OPEC members want to see oil prices higher. And unfortunately, this administration is talking about doing business with killers as a Opposed to doing business with drillers. Okay, yeah. we have the capacity to have our own production in this country, but this climate change agenda is priority one, and so they're going to do business with the killers instead of the drillers, and that's what we learned this morning again on the Venezuela story. Yeah, she's talking about Nicolas Maduro. Nicolas Maduro is the dictatorial uh, head of Venezuela. He uh, is a murderer, and he kidnapped a half a dozen or so oil executives from the U.S. held them. His nephews were convicted of drug crimes in the U.S. He used the six people that he kidnapped as collateral to get his nephews out of an American prison. And now we're going to him, that's the killer, instead of going to our local companies. And the Biden administration is relaxing its standards on the environmental specifications of oil coming in from Venezuela. So they're greenlighting Chevron to drill for more oil, more oil in Venezuela, which shows you that their whole commitment on the green energy thing is more ideological 
than it is a deeply held belief. Now, if you think gas is bad, and it is, it is, wait, wait for what's coming this winter. When you continue releasing oil from the strategic reserve, that is a specific move to keep gasoline prices in check ahead of the midterm election. So it's all timed for that. But longer term, you know, uh, in the winter months when the weather gets colder, heating oil will go higher. That's going to be a pressure for Americans. Gasoline prices are still elevated. They're off of the highs because of this petroleum reserve, partly. But this is supply and demand. And when you don't have adequate supply, Prices will go higher and demand is there. So I think that until we actually see a a structural change in this administration's agenda, you're going to see elevated prices. Now, you always hear from the Biden administration that it's the oil company's fault. We have so many leases out there. Leases, leases, leases. They have X number thousands of leases they're not pursuing. Okay, A lease is one thing. A permit is another. Remember the Inflation Reduction Act and Joe Manchin caving on the Inflation Reduction Act? And why did Joe Manchin, the West Virginia senator, cave on the Inflation Reduction Act? Because he was promised that the Biden administration would relax what? It's exacting standards for permitting. You not only need a lease to drill for new oil reserves, you need a permit. So when they say that there are leases, 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 what they never say is that they have not relaxed their permitting standards, nor do they intend to, because they can, in one hand, tell you, oh, there's plenty of leases. I mean, they're, they're allowed to drill pretty much anywhere they want to. Can we have the permit to do it? Oh, uh, well, you know, um, that's really going to be a long, involved process. You're going to have to hire a lot of attorneys. You're going to have to go. I mean, I mean. You know, if you want to go through those steps, you can't. And then you sink all that money into attorney fees. And you sink all that money into planning to get the lease and pursue the lease. And then you can't get the permit to pursue the lease. It's like somebody gave you a car and the Bureau of Motor Vehicles refused to give you a license to drive it. Wouldn't give you tags. So, and and the real bothersome part of that is that the Biden administration knows this and they're lying about the leases. So there's a phrase in politics called the October Surprise. The October Surprise is an event that happens right before an election that turns the momentum in an election. Sometimes there are legitimate October surprises. The Hunter Biden laptop story would have been one of them had it not been silenced and memory hold by big tech and almost all major media, which is to say almost all of left wing media, because the two are one and the same. The Herschel Walker story in Georgia feels like a contrived October surprise. Raphael Warnock, the incumbent senator was comfortably in front of Herschel Walker throughout the summer. And then as we started to get closer to the election and crime in Georgia, specifically Atlanta, started to become more of an issue as inflation became more of an issue, as Herschel Walker grew in popularity, Raphael Warnock's lead in the polls started to diminish. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, much like Christine Blasey Ford 
the supposed high school romance that Brett Kavanaugh didn't remember and they couldn't document, which was supposed to inauthenticate Kavanaugh's credentials for the Supreme Court. The Democrats have found a woman who has a card wishing her well in her recovery and a $700 check from Herschel Walker. And the left's position is that Herschel Walker paid for her abortion. Okay, so I'm going to attack this two ways. Number one, Herschel Walker is a very well-known, very wealthy, very charitable man. And he has said that he's given a lot of money away to people who are in difficult circumstances in life. The card does not say, hope you get well from your abortion. Hope you get well from the abortion that I forced you to have. The card is a generic kind of a, hey, you know, hope you get well soon. Hope you feel better. Is it possible that he could have given this woman $700 for who knows what? A medical expense of some other kind? I think it's plausible. I think it's very possible. The other thing is, let's examine this from the worst possible scenario. In the worst possible scenario, let's say Herschel Walker got this woman pregnant and Herschel Walker paid for her abortion. Now, that would be a reflection of Herschel Walker doing something that he would definitely, sincerely, deeply regret because he is now on the record saying he would support a national ban on abortion with no exceptions for rape or incest. So I think he's pretty clearly and unequivocally pro-life. And you say, well, still, I have a problem getting over that hurdle, Bruce. I think I'm going to vote for his opponent. Okay. Okay. His opponent is Reverend Raphael Warnock. Now, you might see that Reverend and go, oh, I'm definitely voting for that guy. Raphael Warnock describes himself as a pro-choice pastor. A pro-choice pastor, which is another way of saying I'm a complete and total heretic. Because you cannot be a pro-choice, pro-death, pro-abortion of children in the womb, pastor, and have an authentic faith ordered according to the obedience outlined clearly in the Gospels, specifically by the commandment that says, thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not murder. You want to extrapolate it out? Jesus said, suffer the little children, let them come unto me, and do not hinder them. I don't know. I've seen enough of abortion procedures to know that abortion is definitely a hindrance to new life. Raphael Warnock is a fraud. Raphael Warnock is a heretic. And Raphael Warnock doesn't just advocate for abortion in the first 15 weeks or the first trimester or the second trimester. He will not say whether he is against abortion at any point up to the moment a child is born. He has pledged to vote. For the, and this is always the way they do it on the Democratic side, they mislabel the bill, the Women's Health Protection Act, which would legalize abortion up until birth in all 50 states. Gee, Raphael Warnock's not a radical. So this is why I say, if your choices in Georgia are Herschel Walker, who, and we don't know this at all, but let's just say at worst he paid for an abortion 10, 15 years ago, or a guy who would greenlight federal money being spent on abortions all throughout the country at any time, I think the choice is pretty obvious that Herschel Walker is the better choice to preserve life.
and more and more people who assess this race believe that Herschel Walker will win it. I hope so. He still has to hit it out of the park in the debate coming up between he and Raphael Warnock. Now, speaking of hitting it out of the park, I played you the home run call of Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball yesterday. The guy who caught it was sitting in the first row of the left field bleachers at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. His name is Corey Eumanns, Y-O-U-M-A-N-S. Now, it would be wonderful if Corey Eumanns was an oil rig worker who had been laid off because he didn't get the vaccine, and he and his poor wife and adorable children were wondering how they were going to pay the bills. That's not the case. (laughs) It's definitely not the case. Corey Eumanns is like a hedge fund guy. He's unbelievably wealthy, and his wife is somebody who appeared on The Bachelor. Okay? So she was one of the promiscuous women on The Bachelor seeking fame, fortune, and maybe perhaps uh, the hand of someone in marriage. He's been offered $2 million for the ball. $2 million by a New York memorabilia company. Uh, if somebody offered me $2 million for a baseball, they could have it right away. I wouldn't even take any other bids. Boom. Yours. J.P. Cohen, president of Memory Lane Incorporated. Oh, actually, they're in California. That figures. Uh, told the AP on Wednesday that he has texted and emailed Corey Yeomans and that Yeomans has not yet replied. Of course not. He doesn't need the money. He's going to hold up somebody for more than that. When he was asked what he was going to do with the ball, Yeomans said, good question. I haven't thought about it yet. Now, the most ever paid for a home run ball, $3 million for Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball. Now, did you see the video of the animal rights protester uh, running out on the field on Monday Night Football? 49ers-Rams game. Guy's running out on the field. He's got a little pink smoke bomb. The pink smoke supposedly something about cruelty to pigs at a pork farm or something. So this guy's running out on the field, and Bobby Wagner, linebacker for the L.A. Rams, says, oh, gee, the poor security guard can't keep up with the guy. I bet I can. And Bobby Wagner runs over and plants the guy on the turf. Nice tackle by Bobby Wagner. Don't know if he got credit for it in the stats, but at the moment went viral all around the world. The animal rights protester has now filed a police report. (laughs) So the guy is trespassing on the field, interrupting an NFL game on Monday night. He gets tackled by Bobby Wagner and now he wants the cops to arrest Bobby Wagner. No, he just wants money. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what he wants. That's exactly what he wants. Uh, Bobby Wagner says uh, he would do it all again. You never know what a guy has in his hand when he's running out there and he says I think a lot of players want to do the same thing. You bet they do. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.